Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Welcome to service. Welcome all our partners, all um, our friends across the globe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're welcome to a time of transformation. You're welcome to a time of lifting, restoration, and perfection in Jesus' name. Amen. This is our month of restoration and perfection. And it's a great month for us. We'll be looking at the subject of restoration and perfection. And it is God's will to restore his people. It is God's will to perfect all that concerns us. So he gave us a prophetic word for this month as a launch pad into the rest of the year that it is a month of restoration and perfection. So today I'll be bringing you God's word along the line of restoration and perfection. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you so very much for your goodness and your loving kindness. Thank you for your presence that is always with us. Thank you for your love that is upon us. We give you praise. Be exalted, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our hearts are open to receive your word. We are asking you, Father, that you will speak to us specifically in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let every life be transformed and brought to restoration according to your plan, according to your purpose for us in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every militating spirit of darkness that seeks to militate against the speaking and receiving of the word of God. You have no part in this transaction. I forbid you from interacting with anything that has to do with the ministry of the word, speaking and hearing in Jesus name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, turning your Bibles very quickly to Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Um, we'll read from verse 1. Psalm 126. It says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Now, to turn again simply means to restore. All right? To return back to. All right, that's what it means. So when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, were like them that dream. He says, Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. So when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, what happened? We're like them that dream. Our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. There was a particular moment, a prophetic time that God turned again or restored the captivity of Zion. A particular moment. Glory to God. Now, what triggers that particular prophetic moment of restoration? And that's what we want to look at today. All right. The trigger. You see, God is the God of times and seasons. He's the God who has designed everything in cyclic forms. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the earth. That means that there is a time for every purpose. When it's God's purpose to be fulfilled, there's a specific timing that that purpose is released unto fulfillment. When it comes to things that God has prepared for us, there is a particular season, a window that God has opened up for those things to begin to drop into the earth. Praise God. Now, God is a God of purpose. He works all things after the counsel of his will. So what triggers that timing? What triggers that timing? Let me show you another scripture here in Psalm 102. In verse uh, 13, Psalm 102 and verse 13, it says, Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time. You see that? The time. To favor her, yea, the set time is come. 
Alright? So that means God works with set times. Set timings. Glory to God. This is very important. Time. 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 And then verse 14 tells us very uh, clearly why that set time came. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So that means, according to God's prophetic calendar, the set time of God is not chronological. It is prophetic. It is not calendar time. Tick, 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 tick. All right? It is not chronos. It is karyos. That means it is a set time, a set window that God has opened up for certain things to happen. Set time. Glory to God. And there's always a trigger of divine set time. All right? There are certain things that you can do and then the set time will come. The set time is not like and it will now happen. No, the set time is what God has set in the realm of the spirit. The moment you start doing certain things consistent with the will of God, that window opens up to you. Glory to God. All right? So, um, windows, there are windows in heaven. For example, in Malachi chapter 3, it says, when we bring our tithes uh, to God, it says, I will open unto you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. That means I will cause certain set times to open up for you and certain things will begin to happen in your favor. Glory to God. So there's always a set time. Let me show you another scripture here in um, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, 9. Let's look at 9. All right. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I want to show you a scripture here. It just came to my mind now. Let's start the reading here from, from verse 10. Thank you. It says, whatsoever thy hand finds to do, it says, do it with thy might. All right? For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. Verse 11. It says, I returned and saw under the, under the sun that the race is not to the swift. <laughs> All right? You know, so that means um, swiftness does not win the race. <laughs> Nor the battle to the strong. Strength doesn't win the battle. Neither yet bread to the wise. Alright? There are a lot of smart guys who know a lot of good stuff and have a lot of good stuff upstairs who are hungry. Amen? Not yet, nor yet riches to men of understanding. <laughs> Do you understand that people who studied economics are not the richest in the world? <laughs> People who can teach business are not the richest in the world. Okay, you understand that. <laughs> nor yet favor to men of skill. There are people who are very skillful, but they are, they are the wrong place at the wrong time. Amen? <laughs> Everything is just wrong. But they are skillful. But time and chance happened to them all. What is time and chance? Set time. It's not chronology. Set time. A divine opening. A divine opening. Did you see that? A divine opening. Time and chance happening to them all. Look at it. And then look at verse 12. I love this. For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. Praise God. So you see, set time here. Come on, say set time. I can't hear you. Say set time. Okay. I can't hear you. Say set time. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. So when did he do it? At that set time. Restoration happens at set times. Amen? Set times. Glory to God. Now, if you look at this, this set time thing, it is very, very important that you understand when God does certain things. Now, let me, let me show you another scripture here. I want you to understand this set time. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, very quickly. All right, we'll start reading from verse 19. It says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. When? Did you see that? So, that means there's a window. Now, when God moves upon us, 
when he commands his set windows and set times to come upon us for certain things to happen, that is the timing of God. That is the prophetic timing of God for our lives. Amen? So a man may be 40 years of age, all right, and he has 40 years of chronology behind him, but he's not yet entered into God's prophetic timing for him. For example, Moses. When he was full 40 years, the Bible says he came to his heart to visit his brethren. Certain things started happening within him. He, he just felt uncomfortable. He felt this unease within him to visit his brethren. Now, he had always been known as the heir to the throne in Egypt. But he knew in his heart that he was not an Egyptian. He knew that he was a deliverer. Praise God. So he went to visit his brethren. You know what happened? He killed an Egyptian. He ran for his dear life. Amen. And then 40 years after, making 80 years, he had an encounter with God and his prophetic destiny opened up. All right. That prophetic destiny opened. The moment it opened, Moses stepped into it. The, the entrance of that you know, uh, prophetic destiny was the set time, the window that God opened to him. And by that encounter he had, the burning bush encounter. You remember? Praise God, and the Lord called him and he entered into his destiny. So most of the time, people are agitated about chronological age. All right? But with God, that is nothing. What matters with God is actually set times. God doesn't see things the way men see them. All right? In this natural world, chronological age is a, <laughs> is a serious thing. How old are you? I'm 40 years old. How old are you? I'm 39. I'm 35. I'll clock 30 next month. Amen? I'm 60. All right? To God, prophetic calendar, prophetic set times is what matters to him. Because he works all things after the counsel of his own will. Glory to God. Alright. So, set times. And if you don't know how to trigger set times in your life, you may live long and have age on your side like Methuselah. And not live in relevance and fulfillment of God's purpose for you. Alright. Enoch was not as old as Methuselah. But the Bible tells us that Enoch walked with God when he was 65 years old and walked with God for 300 years and was not for God took him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that it pleased God. So Enoch knew how to interact with divine set times. Amen. Listen very carefully. Time in this life is only meant to measure productivity. All right? But the true measurement of your life is your prophetic destiny fulfilled in time. So you must learn how to relate to prophetic set times so that you can birth things in chronological time. Amen? So when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we're like them that dream. When he turned again. So when did he turn again? He turned it again at a set time. For thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time, not chronological time, for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. Set time. Glory to God. Now, this morning is a very prophetic morning. I am sent by God to declare your set time. Amen. We're going to trigger certain things here by the wisdom of God. Amen. And so, how do we get into uh, divine set times. Now, Jesus Christ didn't come into this world, was not born into this world just at any time. He was born in the fullness of time. Now, when is time full? Do you know time can be full? In the fullness of time, that means when certain things that needed to be done had been done, 
and the set time that God had planned out before the foundation of the world when chronological time had not been initiated. Amen? That very thing was released. It's called the fullness of time. Now that means there are certain things in the natural that are done again and again and again and again that will bring about the fullness of time to trigger a prophetic time, to trigger a divine set time. To trigger something in the realm of the spirit. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now let, let me show you this in um, Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. Acts of the Apostles chapter 10. Alright, just verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of the band called Italian band. A devout man. A man that feared God with all his house which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. Now this divine visitation, when God visits the earth, it's always a set time. God doesn't visit the earth according to the time of men. No. Amen. He comes at an appointed time. Come and say appointed time. Set time. So he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming in to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid. And now note what the angel said to him. And said, what is it, Lord? And the angel said unto him, thy prayers. Come and say prayers. And thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Come and say memorial. (laughs) And now send men to Joppa. So that means I have appeared to you as one sent from God because thy prayers and thine arms have come up to God for what? A memorial. You know, sometimes I tell people, I say, look, this giving thing that you are doing, you better don't give up. There's always a set time. As you continue to pray, you pray in the morning, Zagabarada. You don't even feel anything. Continue. One day you open your mouth, you say, Zagabarada. You hit a gusher. The power of God will overwhelm you, and it will now seem as though you are the only one that knows how to pray in the whole world. Things will begin to happen for you. But you see, it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> Come on, say set time. <laughs> I can't hear you. Say set time. Let me show you another scripture in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, I'd like to read from verse um, 9, please. It says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, what is due season? Set time. That means there is always a critical mass that the things we do in the name of the Lord as our devotion to God in faith Glory to God. Triggers a visitation. That means God will respond to us at that point. We don't know when that happens. But we know that as we are diligent in our work with God, there is always a set time. For Enoch, he walked with God 300 years and was not, for God took him. And then Hebrews chapter 11 and verse uh, 5 tells us, he says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see that and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, there was a, the translation happened at a set time. He had this testimony, of course from God, that he pleased God. So God says, come up now. Whew. And it was cut up. Praise God. Okay. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, were like them that dream. When he turned again the captivity of Zion, were like them that dream. Praise God. When he did it, set time. So let's look at the principles of set time in the word of God. Number one principle of set time is the principle of supplication. Can I hear that? Say supplication. All right. Is a principle of prayers, supplications, supplication, supplication. For example, before Jesus was born, two persons, all right, Anna the prophetess and Simeon, that godly man, they were given to intercessions. They were praying and praying and praying and praying. 
just to see the salvation of Israel. And they kept praying and kept praying and kept praying. And then in the fullness of time, Jesus was born. How? God sent his angel from heaven to visit a virgin of the tribe of Judah. Glory to God. And told her she would conceive. Look, you will conceive, you give birth to a child, his name shall be called Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. How shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? She said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you, and then you will conceive. Amen? So, set time, supplication. I always tell people, prayer is not what you stop in between. No matter the situation, keep praying. You know, anytime the Bible gives us instructions as to prayer, he always tells us to continue in prayer. Prayer is not what you stop because you feel, I don't, I've just been praying, 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 I have not seen anything yet. You, you continue. Alright? You continue. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. You continue. Amen? Continue instant in prayer. Glory to God. Amen? Uh, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says he, he kept praying for them again and again. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. 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 Supplication. The principle of supplication is very important here. Now what is supplication? Supplication is um, a kind of prayer that involves making a definite request making a definite request from the Lord. And then it, it also involves the other side of supplication. It involves intercession. That means you now, um, you are standing in the gap, you're praying, not because you are asking God to do it the second time. No. But you're just standing in the gap, you're just praying with thanksgiving, and just giving thanks to God, and just giving thanks to God again and again and again and again and again and again, and again until... There is a fullness of time. The fullness of time. Supplication. Now let's look at this um, in Psalm 80 quickly. Um, Psalm 80 and verse 1. This speaks of the restoration of Israel. It says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength. And come and save us. Now this is someone making supplication here. Lord, we need your salvation. We need you to show up, to show your strength. We need you to restore Israel. Go to verse 3 quickly. Alright, look at the definite request. Turn us again. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. Turn us again, O God. And cause thy face to shine and we shall be saved. Turn us again. Now jump to verse 7. Thrice in this psalm, it says, turn us again. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Turn us again. Jump to verse 19. Turn us again, O Lord, God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Turn us again, turn us again, turn us again. In one psalm, supplication. Supplication. The Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it says, make your request known unto God. Prayers, supplication, prayers, supplication, glory to God, prayers, supplication. Now, when we begin to supplicate, we must understand that restoration is of the Lord, salvation is of the Lord. He says, I will restore unto you the years that the cankerworm, the caterpillar, have eaten. I will restore. You see, God is the one who restores. Did you see that? God is the restorer. He is the restorer. So we supplicate. No matter the situation, learn to supplicate. I have learned something in my work with God. There's a prayer of faith, but some people are only used to the prayer of faith. All right? I declare that this is done. I declare that that is done. All right? If you are declaring that something is done that the Lord has not granted, you, you are just, it's as good as saying, twinkle, twinkle, little star. All right? You have to understand that legislation in the earth is actually consistent with the legislation in heaven. Whatever God hasn't granted, you can't be declaring here. Amen? Are you following what I'm saying here? This is very important. You have to learn to legislate consistent with what God has granted. Let me, let me show you, you know, a couple of scriptures here. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. 
Paul said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant, that he would grant you. See, he was asking the Father for a divine grant. Do you know you can receive a grant for the year? Alright, for your business, for your household, for your health. Father, I receive a divine grant. I'm asking to give, to, to receive a divine grant for my health. I want to live healthy all through this year. Throughout this year. Amen. Look at what he was asking the Father for. That he would grant you. Come on, say grant. Alright, I can't hear you. Say grant. Now, without a court order, there are certain things the police force cannot do. If they try to do it, you can sue them because they don't have the court order to do so. Amen? When there's a ruling of the judge of heaven, there are certain things that are granted. By that grant, you can now command. Oh dear. Amen? You don't legislate independent of the legislation of heaven. Praise God. Now, let me say something to you. What is written is written. The constitution of a nation is the constitution of that nation. But the constitution, all right, though, is the rights and privileges of the citizens of that nation and how things should run in that nation. Amen? But you see, but because it's in the constitution doesn't mean you're going to get justice. It is the ruling of the court that enforces what is in the constitution, written in your favor. True? You don't say it's in the constitution and all that. You can't arrest me. And no, they will arrest you. Except the court rules that you should not be arrested according to the constitution. Nobody has righteousness or gets justice without the ruling of the court. That's why righteousness is not what you take. You can't work for it. It is conferred on you. Amen? The Bible is a legal document. Amen. <laughs> so, what we are saying in essence here is when you go to God based on what is written in the word and you begin to supplicate and pray, there is a ruling of the court of heaven in your favor consistent with what is written in the constitution, in the word of God. That ruling is what angels act on. That ruling is what angels can enforce. The Bible says the angels of God, they excel in strength. They do his commandment, hearkening to the voice of his word. So there's a ruling that angels act on. Angels don't just... You see, people think because angels have wings. They just like... Shush, shush, shush. That's, that's, that's cartoon world. It's, it's Disney world. Wake up. Angels don't move anyhow. There's a ladder. That they move on. Amen. There's a ladder. This was what you know Jacob saw at Lord's, the place that you know he later called Bethel. All right, the house of God, the gate of heaven. Amen. He saw a ladder set upon the earth, the end of it, the other end, all right, reaching unto heavens, and then he saw angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. See, angels don't just do that and just fly anyhow. No. Alright? That is not their means of transportation. Their means of transportation is that ladder. Ladder. Amen? And what is that ladder? You see, that ladder is set upon the earth. And Jacob called that place Bethel, the house of God. Right? Jesus told Nathaniel in John chapter 1, he says, you will see the heavens open in no time from now. You will see Angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. John chapter 1 and verse 51. Upon the Son of Man. And Isaiah revealed to us that the house of God shall be called what? The house of prayer. For all nations, not the den of thieves. Amen. I said amen. When we begin to pray, there is a legislation. That goes on a ruling in the realms of the heavenlies, the third heaven. Praise God. That literal place where God sits upon the mercy seat, where he sits upon the throne of grace. He says, let us therefore come boldly. 
that we may find grace and obtain mercy to help in time of need. So we pray. You see, you are not praying, all right, and you think some certain things will happen. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, the same is going to reap. If you are not praying, certain things will not happen. All right? It's just like, you know, your court is, your case is not in the court. There's no lawyer representing you and you expect justice. You just like, I don't know. It will happen. You better wake up and, feel, and smell the coffee. It doesn't work that way, beloved. Things are organized with God. There is no one in heaven and under heaven that is as organized as God. The God who said to us, let all things be done decently and in order. So supplication. Amen. When you supplicate, certain things will happen. Okay. For example, in Acts of the Apostles chapter 4. If you start reading from verse 29, the disciples were threatened not to speak in the name of Jesus Christ anymore, not to talk about his resurrection. And now, Lord, he says, behold your threatenings. Now they are praying. And grant, oh dear. Did you see the word grant there again? And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. How? By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, you see, not before they prayed. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they speak the word of God with boldness. When they had prayed, supplication. So begin to make definite supplications this very month. Don't complain. I don't know why. Mm -mm. Oh Lord, this is what I want. According to your word. Talk. Amen? Ask. He says, call unto me, Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, and I will answer you. When you call, I will answer. When you call, I will answer. Call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I will show you. I will show you. I will reveal to you. Glory to God. In that day, Jesus said in John 16, 23, you shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. So, supplicate. Can someone say amen to that? Supplication. Supplication. Now, having supplicated and there's a ruling of heaven in your favor, certain things you can command. You just say, I command in the name of Jesus that this be done, it will be done. Because you are actually using a part of the grant that the Lord has given to you. Amen. If a professor doesn't have a grant from, you know, um, the federal government or from um, um, a nation that is supporting a particular research, all right, or an organization, then there's no way you can employ graduate assistants. All right? You see, you don't have a budget bigger than your grant. It doesn't make sense. Praise God. So grant, supplicate. Can someone say amen to that? You supplicate. Supplication. Now, these days I've noticed that there are a lot of Christians who don't supplicate anymore. They just keep declaring things and declaring things. As good as that is, all right, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You have to understand how the Word of God works. You have to supplicate. Amen? When Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus, what did he do? All right, he said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. So that means he must have spoken to the Lord in prayer. All right, asking for the life of Lazarus to be restored. And the Lord had heard him concerning that prayer. So when he got there, he gave thanks to God because the Lord had heard him concerning that prayer. So what did he then do? Lazarus, come forth. And it happened. Did you see that? It happened. What will happen is what has been granted. Whatever God has granted, that is what will happen. Praise God. It's because the earth cannot survive by itself. The earth is sustained by heaven. And I will open my good treasure, the heaven to give rain upon thy land, to bless the works of your hands. And then you will now lend unto nations and shall not borrow. Praise God. You see it? <laughs> 
So supplication. You see, learn to supplicate. Go on your knees. I, I have lists. There are people I pray for. I have lists. I will write it down. Write it down like this. I don't complain. If I notice anything, if this person is complaining about this, I don't note it down. Prayer. Prayer. And I ask the Father. Paul said, I cease not to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. So there's nothing wrong mentioning names in your prayer. Don't mention names in public. People's names. Mention names in prayer. Making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you. Is that supplication? Uh, May give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See? So you pray. Thy prayers and thine arms have come up to God for a memorial. That was what the angel told Cornelius. So the visitation was as a result of that. (laughs) Set time. Set time. Amen? Do you know you can set your life in order and set times happen every day? Because when the cloud is full of rain or water, it will empty itself upon the earth. There's no magic to it. Is seed time and harvest. Amen? I said amen? Alright. And that's the blessing of a consistent person who walks consistently. It says no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. The Lord will give grace and glory. Amen? No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So that means when you walk consistently, you see how it, you know, you just enter into set time and set time and set time. Don't let the devil break the rhythm of your life. Alright? Waking up early in the morning, just praying in tongues alone. Even if it's just one hour, 30 minutes. Don't say, I've just been doing this and all that. I think I've saved up some prayers. Alright? You know, I'm not praying today. It may be that day that the fullness of time will happen. And then the cup tilts in your favor, in your direction, and there's a divine visitation. I mean, I've 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 touched realms before in prayers, but before I did, I entered into prayer crawling. I was tired. I did not want to pray. Sincerely, my body wanted to sleep, but I just jacked up myself. I said, No, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. And then I just prayed. And as wrote, so is it that? Yeah. But I would not sit down. I was pacing the floor, staggering. I mean, first I prayed, I can't pray. You two, you know, <laughs> you're asking yourself, are you praying or playing? <laughs> and all of a sudden, the hand of the Lord came on me. It was strong. And three hours was not even enough. To conclude the prayer, four hours. Eh, konamandika, sago, yezabaradaba, linkoroto. And then when I was done praying, I think over five hours thereafter, I said to myself, "So this is what I would have missed." We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Supplication. Don't joke with it. Amen. God is the God of knowledge. By him actions are weighed. He sees. Our God sees. He's the seeing God. Let me show you this scripture. Exodus chapter 3. Quickly. Amen. Exodus chapter 3. I'd like for us to start the reading here from verse. Let's start from verse 7 please. And the Lord said, I have surely seen. Okay. I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows. You see, this God knows. Right? He sees. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large one. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hamorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, the Jebusites. Alright, now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. You see, listen very carefully. You are crying to people. Alright, your cry has come to your uncle. He hasn't done anything about it yet. 
It has come to your earthly father. It has, he hasn't done anything. Ever. It has come to your mother. It has even come to your friends. Alright, why not let it go up to God? He said, now therefore behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. Aha. Uh-huh. And I have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh. You see, the prayer of the children of Israel, alright, mandated God to appear to Moses. Alright, that he might send him to Pharaoh to let Israel go. Did you see that? Man. Amen. Is, is there anything pinching you somewhere? Do you have something that you just, oh God, stop complaining. Stop reacting. People should leave me alone. I have enough troubles. And why are people troubling my life? I have made a vow. Anybody who troubles me, I will trouble the person. I <laughs> people should leave me alone. Alright. Why not go to the place of prayer and cry unto God? Amen. David said, This poor man in spirit, alright, cried unto God and he heard me and saved me and delivered me. There's a, there's a cry from your spirit where everything within you is channeled into that cry. And you see, Oh God! And pam! It jumps from your spirit up into heaven. Pew! And God hears your cry. Hallelujah. It says, I have come down because of your cry. So when God came down, the angel came down with him. That angel that was in the burning bush. Alright? That was the fire burning in you know the bush and the bush was not consumed. It was an angelic presence in that bush. Praise God. And Moses turned aside to see that great sight. And then the Lord spoke to him. Now listen to this. Supplication. You have to give yourself prayer. Amen. See, we must have a culture as Christians. When it's prayer time, switch off the TV. Say amen. amen. Switch off the tone. Put your phone down. You were not born with your phone. Uh-huh. Some of us, it's like your twin brother. Or sister, you see, we carry the phone like this. You say, some people they put the phone on their chest while sleeping. <laughs> when anything beeps, they wake up. Is that my client? Is that my Abba? Abba. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, not on the phone. Amen. Are you with me here? This is very important. Glory to God. So, supplication. If <laughs> that is the only thing we stress today, because this is a series, you know. So this month is our month of restoration. Amen? And perfection. So, we supplicate. Namo sadebrotea le kroshona. Now, let me tell you something. There is no prayer, there is no supplication that is prayer indeed, or supplication indeed, without thanksgiving. So it's not just supplicating. Father, uh, I'm complaining. No. You supplicate with thanksgiving. Almighty God, you are able. I give you thanks. This is the situation. I thank you because you are more than the situation. You see, this is how it works. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication alone, no, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Alright? You see, don't don't react to God in prayer. It's God you are talking to, not your taskmaster. God is not responsible for whatever pain you are going through. So don't talk to him like he's one responsible. Amen? He wants to help you. So when you go to God, there must be discretion. You are talking to God here. Discretion. Amen? Before you start, you know, ranting, ranting and just make sure you give thanks to God. There's a protocol of his presence. Psalm 100. That's the protocol of his presence. His presence. That's how to enter in. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, O ye lands. Verse 2. He says, serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. So when you are praying, all right, you're not talking to, it's not like you're venting your anger on God. He's, he's not going to take your anger. 
is not worthy of your anger. It's the devil that is worthy of that. You can vent it on the devil, not God. Amen? God is worthy of your praise. So no matter the situation, know who you are talking to. Know that he is God and he is the one who made you. Not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So you come to supplicate, but he says enter. Enter. You're entering into the place of supplication, all right, with thanksgiving. Do you see that? That's how we enter. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That you are alive today is proof that God has been good to you. There's another side of the divide. All right? Where people don't even experience the goodness of God. It's just, they're gone. Amen? A living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> At least a living dog can bark. A dead lion can roar. Your life dance. And say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always like to give thanks to God sufficiently. You see the, the, the pattern, you know, at morning dew? A minimum of 10 minutes. You may not like it. It makes no difference. That's the pattern. Amen? We dance, we give thanks to God sufficiently. What's your need before the Almighty God? Amen? There are some people in a lifetime, they may own five, four, six or 10 property in a lifetime. There are some people, they own acres of land or hectares in a lifetime. In a lifetime. Maybe a lifetime of 70 years, 80 years, 85, or maybe 90. But in six days, look at what God created. In six days, including man. He created the earth with the whole universe, the stars and everything in six days. That's the God you are praying to. So I don't know how rich you are. I don't know how blessed you are. When you come before this God, you humble yourself. God is great and is greatly to be praised. You don't come and you're talking anyhow. No, no. If you don't order your conversation aright, you will not see the salvation of God. So you have to order your conversation aright. Amen? Say, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your loving kindness. You give thanks sufficiently. See, give thanks long enough until there's a witness in your spirit, all right, that you can now start supplicating. And may I announce to you, you may not supplicate for long. If you give thanks long enough, the Spirit of God may just come and say, don't ask for that thing anymore. This is how to ask for it. This is what to ask for. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay? So, with thanksgiving. You give thanks to God. You give thanks to God. Amen? Let me show you this scripture and then we'll begin to close. Let me know how much time we have left. Okay? And you begin to close. Okay? Now, Psalm 67, please. we we'll start the reading from verse 1. He says, God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us, Selah. That that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health or strength among all nations. Let the people praise thee. O God, let all the people praise thee. Amen. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee. O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase. He says, and God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. The earth will yield our increase when we praise God. God gives that which is good, and the earth will yield an increase. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Praise God. Give him thanks. You know, somebody said something very profound. He said, if you have lost anything, God is the reason why you have not lost everything. Amen. Is the reason why you have not lost everything. So if there's something left, give thanks to God for it. Give thanks to God for it. Don't come murmuring. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not an offering unto God. He says to give him the fruit of your lips. 
giving thanks unto his name. That is the sacrifice of praise. Amen? So you lift your hands and give him thanks. And then you supplicate. Ask God for what you want. Amen? Ask God for a restoration of lost opportunities, lost seasons, lost times, lost moments. Glory to God. God can redeem time for you. He can buy time back for you. He can buy it back. Hallelujah. He can buy it for you. Praise God. Redemption. Redemption. We have redemption in Christ. Let me give you an example. If at the age of 40, 40, you're supposed to have had like 20 opportunities to make your 40 years on earth remarkable. All right? And at the age of 35, you've had only five. So how many are you supposed to have to make your year remarkable? All right, at 40. How many? 20. Well, you've had five at 35. So you have 15 to go. (laughs) Do you know within five years, all right, God can bring those 15 opportunities? That's how. See, (laughs) it says teach us to number our days. So that means we have to be taught to number our days, not count them. To number them. Amen. I said amen. He says, satisfy us early with thy mercy. Do you know God can satisfy you with opportunities, with his mercy? Then you are satisfied. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with mercy, with favor. Hallelujah. Mercy is favor. With mercy, with favor. (laughs) So, I see that happening to someone here. Amen. All right. I don't know the number or the quantity of opportunities you've lost in time past, but I came as one saint of God. I came as one who has been given the mandate to legislate certain things in your life, and they will happen as spoken and commanded. I came to tell you from God listen very carefully, weep not. This is your day, this is your moment, this is your set time. Can you be upstanding now? I want us to pray. First and foremost, for the next two minutes, lift up your hands and give thanks to God. Give thanks to God that you are alive. Give thanks to God that his mercy is upon you and your family. Give thanks to God. You see, remember those bailouts that he gave you. Remember his salvation. Remember his goodness to you. Remember how he preserved your life. Remember how the enemy wanted to kill you? God intercepted the process and saved you. Salvation is of the Lord. Remember his goodness to your family, to the works of your hands. Give him thanks right now. I want us to give thanks to God and say, Father, it it does not matter how it looks like right now. I'm giving you thanks because I know you are more than this situation. You are more than enough. You are more than enough. Zado Radabaha. Zado Radabahandes. Akromon Tokaria. Sakabande Kroshotalaha. Come on, go ahead. Give thanks to God. 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 Thank Him for His goodness. Thank him for the opportunities you've had so far. Thank him for the prominence he's given you. Thank him for his mercy. The opportunity to know him, to walk with him. Thank him for the blessings that he's bestowed upon your life. Remember his benefits. Come on, talk to your soul. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems you from from destruction and counts you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? Come on, go ahead and give him thanks. Say, Lord, I'm grateful. 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 Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. 
Thank you for your light. Thank you for your help. Thank you because you are my standby. You are my intercessor. Lord, I give you praise. You are my comforter. You are my strengthener. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Concerning my husband, concerning my wife, concerning my children, thank you for your love. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Thank him for his goodness. He is good and his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Glory to God. Now, listen to this. You're going to do something now. Say, Lord, turn it around. Okay, look at those scriptures again in Psalm 80, verse 3, verse 7, verse 19. Amen? Psalm 80, verse 3. Turn us again. Turn us again. Glory to God. Oh God, turn us again. Amen? Lord, restore. Restore. Concerning this restore, restore, restore. You said you will restore the years that the locusts, the caterpillar have eaten. Restore, Lord, restore. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, as, and we shall be saved. Turn again, O God. All right? Salvation is of the Lord. Turn us again. I want you to supplicate right now concerning that very thing. Lord, restore. Have you lost something by reason of COVID-19 pandemic? Maybe you, you, you just lost your job. Restore. Restore. Or you lost some investment opportunities. All right? People promised you that they were going to, you know, do business with you before COVID-19. All right, but now they have changed their mind because of COVID 19. <laughs> Listen very carefully. Call on to God and say, Restore, 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 restore. Have you been in deep fellowship with God and somehow something happened in the past and you lost touch? Somehow, deep within you, there's a disconnect. That depth that you normally have with God in fellowship with God is no longer there. You can supplicate, Lord, restore, restore. Restore, 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 restore. Have you been strong in time past and all of a sudden something happened and you lost your health? And now you, you're just managing to be strong. You're managing your health. It's a concern to you. Lord, restore, restore, supplicate. Restore, restoration is of the Lord. Restore, this is the season of restoration. Restore, restore, restore. Mando kotobaria da bahaya. Rondo kapakinde katokombre kile kadea. Come on, pray from within your spirit, from your heart. Come on, cry out unto God. Restore. Restoration is of you, Lord. Mande katu sekita brol negrekia. Re sakabarada bahande leboko shata. Restore, oh God, restore. Mande katongre supto prekatea. Restore. Come on, supplicate. Ask the Father for a grant for restoration. Restore, restore. Stretch forth your hand, Father, and restore. Lost moments, lost opportunities, lost open doors, lost opportunities, lost resources, lost placement, lost, lost, lost. Anything that was lost in time past, Lord, restore, restore. Cry out to Him. Mande koto breki sokarada bahaya, ronde lebokoshi kalabahatea, mande koto krosoke degregea, leko rodo bokoshi karada bahaya. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Begin to bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. There's somebody there. Uh, the Lord has just healed you. You've been on and off, you know, sickness on and off, on and off, on and off. That will be no more. Your health is restored. You are stronger now. Glory to God, you are stronger now. Thank you, Father. I see someone with pain, all right, in the joint, all right, arms and knee. Glory to God, elbow joint and knee. The Lord has made you whole. Glory to God. I see somebody there. All right, from the beginning of this year, even before the pandemic, you were struggling to manage financially. It's been very, very hard. And then the pandemic made it worse. It became so hard that you were complaining, oh God, I've not been in this kind of situation before in my life. 
the Lord sent me to tell you. Alright, watch what will happen this very month. There's restoration for you. And you will swim in abundance. You will swim in abundance. Alright, you will remember the year 2020 and say, wow, see what the Lord has done. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.